Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dissecting Liberty podcast. This is a cottonless podcast. It's only me, uh, Liberty Zero, here today, but I am joined by a guest, and that's Alex Utopian from uh, Twitter. So, uh, how's it going, Alex? It's uh, it's going great. Norway, I appreciate Norway more and more as the more news I see from the United States. Yeah, it's getting a little crazy over here. It is, doesn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have to tell us a little bit more about kind of what's going on over there and uh, how all the COVID regulations are affecting your country. But uh, real quick, like we discussed, I'm going to have you give your plugs up front because I'm worried about forgetting them later. So go ahead and tell us where you can uh, or where we can find you. I am logging at utopian.blog, which is my personal site. And then um, you can find my work at agrisnexus.com and newlibertarian.io. Uh, <clears throat> for social media, I'm mostly on Twitter, which you can you can hit me up there through at utopian tinker. Yeah. All right, and then we'll uh, we'll link all that in the uh, in the show description. We're gonna have the uh, our retarded boomer uh, producer do that, and uh, <laughs> sounds good. But uh, <laughs> it, it actually Cotton does it, so I had to I had to get a little get a little jab in there. Um, but yeah, just if you, not here to defend himself. It's uh, it's all good, right? That's right. You know, he's just gonna he's gonna be listening to this, and he's gonna be seething and. I'm going to enjoy knowing that. So, <laughs> but uh, if you wanted to go in, go into uh, kind of how COVID, um, and maybe even like, uh, I'm, I'm sure that you may be experiencing some uh, like an economic recession, kind of like uh, most of the world is right now. If you just wanted to go into that a little bit, and like how it's how it is up there in Norway, Norway's. Uh, we are in the recovery phase right now. I'm just waiting for the second wave to hit. <laughs> yeah. But Norway wasn't that hit that bad by the COVID-19, but the government decided to lock the country down, basically. Better mm -hmm. safe than sorry was the philosophy behind that. And in my home country in Sweden, <laughs> which is like three hours from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, yeah. Even less, actually. My hometown is three hours away. But there, they took a all hands off <laughs> approach, which is like I was so surprised that the Swedish government did exactly that. Yes, yeah. I was expecting them to just lock all the doors <laughs> and <laughs> throw away the keys. Yeah, it, here, here in the United States, we we tend to think of uh, like the Scandinavian countries as, as more uh, like socialist, but Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah. from, from what I, uh, from what I've heard and read, it's actually a little bit more, um, I mean, you do have a, you do have a welfare state, but it's not quite like the government isn't quite as, um, authoritarian, I guess. Um, and it's a little bit more free market, um, economically speaking. Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> it depends on what you're focusing your, uh, what, where you put your focus on, right? Because. Mm -hmm. The systems are so different, but they are very similar. Yet, right? And depending depending on the day, <laughs> depending on what I'm looking at, 
it's more authoritarian here or than over at your place. But then, and then the next day, I, f <laughs> I find, some, find out something uh, different, nuance, and then it, I, uh, my opinion on it flips, right? Right. So it all depends on what, what you're looking at and what moment you're looking at. Uh, today, for example, I so the police officers in Sweden can decide that you're a piece of shit and they just won't allow you in, inside the country. There's no, they don't need to make any political decision or anything like that. They just put you on a list and then they say, okay, see you in two years. You're not allowed inside the country, unless you're a Swedish citizen, of course, because they can't ban you if you're a Swedish citizen. But if you're a foreigner, they can do that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like just arbitrary, you know, no due process there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there is a process. You can, you can, you can take it to court, of course. But okay. It's just so weird that the police has that kind of power. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I didn't even know they had it. <laughs> <laughs> so if that sounds authoritarian, to me, it sounds very authoritarian. Yeah. And, you know, that, so, you know, you just found that, found that out the other day. It's, well, you know, you could spend a whole lifetime learning about what powers the government has, right? Yeah. And it, they give themselves uh, new ones every day. And... Mm -hmm. Well, um, you are a well-known agorist and, um, I don't know if we've ever really defined, I, I, we've mentioned agorism on the show, but we've never really had like a deep discussion on it. Um, do you want to go into that a little bit and just kind of tell us what agorism is and kind of like the idea behind it? Like, and, and I guess, yeah, go, just go ahead and go into that and I'll, and I'll have questions. Sure. Uh, I'm, where, where do you even start? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, do you want to go into the history of it? Just no, like who there. came up? No, no, no. I, I'm terrible at the history of it okay so, 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 <laughs> that's a bad start <laughs> but the, the idea is uh, to be uh, a consistent take libertarianism consistently right yeah uh, when uh, other like to use the political uh, political power structure to make libertarian change the agorist just sidestep the entire political system and decide to do if we we want to do this now and we're not hurting anybody so we we are morally allowed to it so we're just going to find the solutions to do it and not get caught yeah <laughs> that's the 30 second <laughs> rundown of the <laughs> algorithms so yeah like just yeah. just get involved in like uh in the gray and black markets and uh just circumvent the state and um basically try to give them as little of your income as possible right yeah, exactly. Uh, taxation is uh, theft. Uh, yeah. Um, slavery, taxation is could be slavery as well. And if uh, any moral person is against uh, slavery and uh, theft, <laughs> yeah. So if you're not giving up, you should be always be allowed to say no. Right. Right. Opt out. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. Now, do you? Oh, go ahead. Uh, arguably, uh, that's what all the other strains of libertarian is all about, too. Um, but agorism, I would argue that ag agorists, you can't just say that you're an agorist and then 
that's it. You have to answer. Right. Yeah, you got to back it up. Yeah. Yeah, take action and, uh, you know, that like that's the whole, yeah, like what's the use of your philosophy if you aren't actually practicing what you, what you believe in? Yeah. I mean, sooner or later, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're 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 not living how you want to live, and that's just going to make you miserable and sad. No, yeah, I mean, exactly, and that's that's uh, that's why a lot of libertarians are libertarians. Um, is that like consistency is is very important to us? You know, that's how a lot of people you know come to the movement, or they they don't like the the uh, logical or the uh, the cognitive dissonance of uh statism you know how, wherever they come on that scale right or that spectrum but uh you know they'll, they'll come to libertarianism and, and they love the consistency and uh you know at least you know logically and then for a lot of us it's you know you, you practice what you preach and you know you live it out so i guess uh I, I would be remiss if I if I didn't ask you a question about agorism that uh, Derek from Burning Boots often brings up uh, <laughs> on his show. Uh, do you think that agorism is in like maybe we'll go in and of itself agorism by itself? Do you think that is enough to uh, to bring about the uh, like the abolition or the just the collapse of the state? Here. Here's where I'm different than most other agorists, at least as far as I've, as far as those that I met, right? Yeah. There is this idea that either we all go to uh, to the agora together, like we, or none of us go to the agora, and uh, so it's exactly like a political system. So either my my team wins, and then we we are the winners, and we decide the outcome of everybody else. Yeah. Or my team loses and we can't have anything like that. And to me, that's 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 not how things work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that as I, I get how you can see it that way, but you are that's this is going to sound harsh. It's going to, it's basically brainwashing. You're brainwashed by the uh, the the current system because that's how the current system works. You can, I can be the only agorist in my city. <laughs> and and I, I I can maximize my freedom as much as I, as possible, but out it that doesn't mean that everybody around me has to do it as well, right? Yeah. The, 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 some people don't want to be free. They want to be tax slaves. They want to be drones for, in a factory somewhere, uh, and that's what they prefer. That's that makes them happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and that's their choice, right? I, I'm not going to try and take take away their choice for them i can show them a better way <laughs> yeah uh, but so of course if if the goal is to that everybody has to be free then you're forcing freedom upon people and that's that's not how freedom gets manifested into the world right so, <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah, so. i can see i was starting to use a, a word a phrase that i like a lot economic separatism because separatism is the idea that you're separating yourself from the from the dominant culture around you, right? Yeah. Um, and economic separatism is not based on ethnicity or or geography or these other kinds of um, separatism that's 
traditional separatism, so to speak. Like if you have a language difference, you are huddling together with your the same that speaks, speaks the same language or something like that. Economic yeah. separatism is borderless, especially since uh, Bitcoin hit the scene, stuff like that. So we, we can still operate. The the state can st stay can can uh, stand in the middle like a, mo a monolith and uh, be as authoritarian as it wants. Uh, but agorists are still going to figure out how to be freer, even with a boot on the neck. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing, like it's definitely more about personal freedom than it is about uh, trying to accomplish some grand uh, goal, right? So, and, and I'm and I'm totally on board with that. Uh, Everything I'm, has to start small, right? Everything is started. Um, Agorism is an individualistic philosophy, not a collectivist. Yeah. And the, the individual, if if you if I'm trying to make people free, I need to be free first. Yeah, exactly. And and like what you're doing is setting an example for others to uh, to see and look at, and you know, it, it, then it's up to them for it, it's up to them to decide if they like if that's what they want. You know. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it's not for them. And then maybe they they like these uh, they like the rules they like the laws they like the tax they <laughs> they want to send their kids to the you know public indoctrination camps right so yeah, exactly yeah there is some comfort in that right it's, yeah and it's a system that's very old it's very refined and it's getting better better at uh, luring <laughs> people in <laughs> yeah, right yeah every, yeah every election is the most important election right. Oh, every yes, exactly. I don't. I don't know if I've ever like in my lifetime if there's ever been an election that hasn't been the most important election. So no. <laughs> everything is super serious. Oh yeah, and then you, and you have to, you know, yeah, exactly. You have to pay attention. You have to. You have to vote and uh, take the vaccine. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And and plus, <laughs> man, with the with the vaccine thing, the. the the crazy part about that is that people have already decided in their mind that this vaccine, which hasn't been created yet, hasn't been tested, they're already going to take it. Yep. And and that's that's next <laughs> level, you know. So scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I I I have a, a two month. Uh, my son is two months now, and we're we're starting with a vaccine regime, and. I'm not anti-vax by any means. I understand the science, uh, and it's it's a great yeah. invention. Right. But uh, you you can still be skeptical about the specific vaccine they're going to put into my baby, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I just for fun uh, when we had the last shots at the uh, hospital, where there's plenty more to come, but uh, this is was the first first round round of it, and I asked the nurse if she she knew which company was making the vaccine. And she is like scrambling around her paper. I, I'm not sure, but I can, I can look it up to have this catalog where, <laughs> where all this information is, right? And that catalog is somewhere on an office somewhere. And she was, and I asked her, okay, but do you know what's inside the vaccine? And she was like, she was starting to get upset because she can't answer my question, right? And, and it's so weird. Because she wouldn't think twice about injecting this stuff into my son, and <laughs> and she's never reflected on 
what is what it is she's doing because she's it's just what you you do right it's the yeah <laughs> normal thing of course it's safer and stuff like that yeah and you know exactly that's that's a that's a great point different. yeah yeah it, you know we we uh we take it for granted that these uh health professionals that they 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 know what they're doing and uh you know they've looked into everything they understand the the science and the you know everything behind uh kind of what they're doing but uh, i i think sometimes we give them a little bit too much credit cuz they're going through a uh maybe just like a different version of uh indoctrination in some ways i'm not you know i'm not trying to take away from the the education that they get you know i'm you know i i know that they they do learn a lot um but in some ways they uh they're just as bad as everyone else in terms of uh not questioning the the standard the status quo you know yeah and it's even worse for them because they are most of most mostly like um very compassionate people they care you you don't you don't go to nursing school if you're an asshole um, yeah. <laughs> but you don't start as an because you most of the time you you want to help people that's what you're supposed to do for a living right yeah Heal people it's so easy to corrupt people that's that's the that's the thing yeah and and then part of that is you you have people that are spending what like 8 12 years uh studying medicine and mm -hmm. that's a huge time investment and oh yeah oh yeah and to trying to trying to tell them that hey like maybe you don't understand these things quite as as much as you think you do like you're just you're not you're not really going to get anywhere with it with most of these you know with most people exactly yeah i think uh, if uh, algorithm is for sure not for everybody and i if you are a real agorist in in quotation marks you're you're you don't know anybody else it's it's most mostly about self defense like economical self self defense yeah you know you're just trying to preserve what's yours and uh be involved with the state as little as you as as you can possibly be yeah and and you, you're not defeated just because you have to get involved if you have to uh drive on a government road every, every night <laughs> or even if you pay taxes you know? yeah yeah everything every little bit counts wait you you're saying that you drove, drive on government roads and you have a driver's license and you, <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's, uh, that's you you can't be a real anarchist yeah if uh if you don't live in the woods that is probably state property then uh you're not a real libertarian or a real agorist <laughs> mm. oh you 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 participate in society <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i got some crap uh for for getting married uh for you know getting like a like an official uh marriage license mm -hmm. you know i'm like well if it's otherwise you won't do it right yeah you know it's uh trying to you know at some point i'm gonna have to you know at some point that's gonna affect me in, in my taxes and uh i'd prefer to you know give the government as little no, as possible it's, I, I don't see any problem with that yeah if they if the state want to give you the state are like the the rich uh, rich people don't uh write the rules more or less I, yeah. here in norway you see it specifically because uh 
everything the rich guys uh, like is less taxed or no, not taxed at all, or even tax benefits or something like that for it. So all the smart people are just looking what the rich guys are doing and do the same because, because then you're paying less taxes and that's the goal, right? Yeah, no, for sure. It's a sucker that work like a nine to five, like a regular job and don't own any assets or don't own any stocks or stuff, or they don't own their house to, they live in, they're just renting. They, they get no tax benefits at all. So they're, <laughs> they're like, they, they take on the whole burden themselves. Yeah, and that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. Yeah, and it's it's it, it always seems to be the middle class that uh, is taking on the bulk of the tax burden, and then and then the uh, the people who are less well off are used as the excuse. So like you know, you gotta you gotta help these people, but really, it's <laughs> you know that you're paying for everything, and and you know the the poor people are just being used as a. Uh, as the excuse and uh then the rich people are getting away with not not you know sharing that load which you know obviously i'm not advocating that we tax rich people more but uh that's just kind of the situation that you're in if you're a middle class person no and, it, and it's always great to look what at what what they are doing because yeah usually the reason <laughs> usually is that it's they don't pay as so as much taxes yeah, and that makes total sense. And, um, uh, and, and when I was growing up, there was this idea of the Swiss bank account or the Cayman Island bank account. Yeah. And right now, every, anybody who wants to can have one of those. And even better, because I think the Swiss banks need to start reporting to the United States and stuff. If someone is trying to hide money in a Swiss bank account, they, they have some kind of leverage on it. Oh, so yeah. It's not as, as airtight anymore as it used to be. I, I think Cayman Island is still pretty lax in the tax tax department. Okay. But, uh, but Bitcoin is like a Swiss bank account that you can wear in your pocket. Yeah. If you want. <laughs> so, so, so you get in there. The technolo technology is uh, slowly setting us freer and freer and freer. Yeah, in the... Let's go ahead and get into some of the uh, the different projects uh, that you're personally involved in, and and just different ways that someone can practice agorism without, uh, yeah, just like just practical ways to 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 get into that and minimize state uh, state involvement in their life. So uh, yeah, if you just want to go ahead and get into your uh, the projects that you that you're working on right now. I, I am I am a beer brewer by by that's my day job. Uh, it's locked it closed down right now because of the COVID stuff. But um, that's what I usually do <laughs> when I'm, I'm not on a podcast. Yeah. So, uh, I, and the government decided to limit the opening hours for bars and add these restrictions that you didn't need to be a certain uh, certain amount of uh, meters from each other at the bar. Like that. So uh, what people decided to do instead is do uh, home parties and parties at the parks. Yeah. People are we are social creatures and we are going to party, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, police won't tell us to do. Uh, and I decided to brew beer and sell it to these uh, people going to the park. And it's it's a very lucrative thing, because imagine 
all the tax taxes on just brewing the stuff itself is just ridiculous. Like oh, yeah. alcohol tax here. And then you have a sales tax, which is 25%, I think. Um, oh, wow. Higher in beer. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. It was a long time since I bought beer in a store. <laughs> <laughs> but you can nice. imagine how advantageously I can price my beer if you compare it to what you can, what you have to, you can buy in the states in the in the stores. Oh yeah. So I, I don't have any tax. <laughs> I'm not collecting taxes. <laughs> right. Uh, so for something that the regular person buys at the store for eight bucks, they buy from me for two and a half bucks. Wow. Yeah. And so it, you you have that competitive advantage there. Yes. And it's and and, and it's. Selling alcohol is very, very, very easy, especially when when your your, your price is just bonkers. <laughs> right. I had people like ask me like, "Do you steal this stuff?" <laughs> Why <is it> so <laughs> <cheap>? <laughs> yeah, and then and then you're not subject to the same regulations that you probably would be at your day job, right? So. Oh no 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 no, I'm um, I'm taking it. Uh, take brewing very seriously so i'm i'm strict with uh cleaning oh right uh sourcing uh uh ingredients that that i know i'm not going to put something into the my brew that's going to be sketchy yeah no for sure that, but, but that's because i i'm i'm a very familiar face with the people that has home parties so if i'm starting to sell them some shit that to hurt them in some way and they stop, they stop buying from me or they will rat me out to the police yeah yeah you know so you, you gotta you gotta make sure that people keep buying from you and then obviously you you don't want to be poisoning people <laughs> <laughs> i have some pride pride and pride, pride in my work right <laughs> it and, seems unethical uh, right so <laughs> yeah and i've finally started to uh uh, this uh, distilling uh, spirits takes some time, especially if you are like me and, and I want to spice spice the spirits. So uh, finally, the, the stuff I was starting to make two months ago are finally drinkable, <laughs> and uh, and the profit margins on that is even crazier than beer. Uh, so I make uh, twelve bucks. In profit per bottle, that I'm sorry. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, that's really good. So I, I think I've clocked in at two thousand dollars in profit in this this uh, last two weeks. Two weeks? Whoa! Yeah, no, that's that's amazing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the risk is very high though, because um, it's illegal to do to do the to home home the sale. Right. It's not illegal to brew your own beer. It's illegal to sell your own beer without a license. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So just just owning a, a, a still is uh, pretty illegal. So there oh. is risks involved, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't want to get you know like too much into. I guess I don't want you to reveal anything that would. Uh, you know, like I'm not, I'm not stealing at home. <laughs> just all right, all right. That way. <laughs> okay. Uh, the police are can't knock down my door. I, they can't knock. 
but they won't find anything here. Okay, that's good. All right, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, you probably have to have quite a bit of room to do the uh, like brewing and uh, manufacturing of alcohol. Uh, from the little bit that I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need some elbow space, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's sure. that's that's really cool, man. You're uh, you're providing for the needs of the public, <laughs> and you and you're doing it at a much lower price than uh, the state regulated uh, manufacturers can do it. Yeah, which I, I am I am one of those. I, I, I've I've seen uh, the calculations we make when we're when we're pricing stuff. Yeah, I'm just a brewer, I'm, and I'm yes, an apprentice brewer as well. So I'm not too involved in the bureaucracy <laughs> the side of the, the business, but it's it just crazy. I just did some napkin math, and hey, if I'm, <laughs> I'm brewing, brewing this and selling it, like, I can make so much money. Yeah. So that, so that that's what I'm. That's my current project. Uh, I am also growing tobacco. Oh wow. I okay. I'm surprised that uh, that it grows up in Norway. Uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, just uh, you have to be very specific with the tobacco, and there because there are some some strains of tobacco that's uh, uh, more fit for shade uh, that doesn't require as much sun and likes to grow in the shade. Okay. So I I picked up two two versions of that. That's grown grown very very well, and some that hasn't grown at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a waste of time. But it, I know, I know too. And so, so do you? Uh, like I, I, I'm not much of a smoke. Like I, I, I actually I've never smoked. But uh, like, so do you? Uh, you take the tobacco and uh, you process it into like like a cigarette or anything like that, or or uh, do you sell it? I did it last year. Uh, we were we were three friends that uh, grew tobacco on our each uh, back balcony. I have a house now this year, so I have more space to grow. So I, I'm doing it this solo. But last year when we were growing to, uh, tobacco for cigarettes, we just dried it. We, we grew it, dried it, and then we uh, shredded it for uh, cigarettes. Yeah. Wow. And with the more space, I'm aiming to make cigars and then you have to dry the tobacco and then you ferment it and then you can make roll, it, roll cigars with it yeah and it, it doesn't seem like uh i mean as taking for granted that you can you know grow it it doesn't seem that uh it would be actually that hard to to do any of that right uh i don't know i have never tried to roll a cigar yet <laughs> okay yeah yeah I, i'm not sure and I'm, i have a I'm bad with those, those kind of fiddly stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm not even sure if I can do it, but I'm going to try at least. Uh, yeah. I, and if I fail, I can just shred it into cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. As a backup. Yeah. And uh, then... you know, like grow, tobacco is very easy to grow as long as you feed it a lot of fertilizer. Fertilizer, I have a compost fertilizer here, so I make my own fertilizer. Well, in the, in the in the U.S., we have different purposes for fertilized bro for fertilized bro. We won't get into that. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. uh, yeah. 
No, that's cool, man. Uh, so that so that that's the two main projects I'm doing right now. Yeah, and then uh, when we were when we were chatting before this, you mentioned uh, you're you're looking into drone technology. Yes, I I've always been fascinated by the by drones overall, and I have a friend in Sweden that is a computer programmer, software programmer, and together we. We, will, we are, have been experimenting with drones for security purposes. Uh, so you, you have a drone. Uh, he has written a program uh, like a like a guard dog. <laughs> yeah. But a, a digital guard dog. Uh, so we he has been supplying the software, and I've been supplying the Bitcoin to my situation. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so uh, what what we did? We were or he did. He did have a have a lifting. He he uh, uh, programmed a security drone that has uh, has a specific route that it takes, and it randomizes its routes so you can't. Uh, if you're a person that wants to attack the location with uh, our security drone, yeah, attached to it, uh, you can't observe its pattern because it's random. Oh wow! Okay. It's going to be pattern. Uh, and in connection with that, and we put put some good cameras on it, and then we do some facial recognition tests with it as well. So, if police officer is approaching the site we have the drone at. It can send us a a warning. <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that. Well, okay. I didn't. I didn't really know that. Um... Like I mean, I I, I kind of knew that it was possible to like program a, a drone to patrol an area, but I like I, I hadn't put much thought into it, I guess. And uh, wow, so the I, problem with drones is the battery. Yeah, and life is very short. So you we have a network that knows the battery levels of all the drones in the network, and then they send out one of them. With a multi oh, wow. battery life. Yeah. And oh. uh, so software side, uh, I, I'm so ter I'm terrible at that side, which is a shame because if uh, I want want to learn more about that because it's so freaking cool to to code. Yeah, like I'm <laughs> like I'm kind of curious about this now. Like I'm gonna have to look this up uh, after we quit recording. But uh, okay. yeah, that. that it's the it's the next uh, project I'm I want to uh, try and start up. So and so the and the facial recognition software on uh, our drone network is pretty cool as well because then uh, we flipped the social social engineering <laughs> <laughs> uh, control mechanism of uh, facial recognition. We have pirated most of the software and my friend has recoded some. Some of it to fit to fit our purposes, and yeah. uh, it works so well with facial recognition software. We tried it with uh, 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 pick just pictures of people, and the the software knows when it sees a picture and it sees a live person. It's, there's so much details to say out say about it that it's that it, we can have just a whole episode in just uh, facial recognition software. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Cool. But we we use it as a, a 
is a test. And the hardest part with the facial recognition software is that you need a large database of uh, information. Right. So even if uh, the facial recognition software can just spot a person, like, okay, this is a person, you need also, you need more data, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our drones knows who um, who I am and who my friend is. They, they can spot us. Wow. If we're wearing masks or if we are having a cap, a baseball cap on or anything like that, they still recognize us. And That's can open the doors for us. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and, and that's, I don't think a lot of people realize that about facial recognition technologies that the mask really don't do anything as long as you, you have some, you know, up to date software. So yeah, it, it, it can help. It depends on the angles and stuff like that. Uh, we don't, we don't have the smartest software either because the smart, smart software can, uh, make up, <laughs> can make stuff up. Yeah. How how it's supposed to look under the mask? Wow, ours ours are not the cutting edge version. Right, we right. Get it, we can get it. It's just not worth the price. But, um, we 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 built a small database of uh, police officers <laughs> <laughs> just for fun, <laughs> and it's it's all public photos. So it's from the police, uh, the local police uh, department's uh, uh, Facebook page or homepage, and yeah, everything. <laughs> And Instagram, people are checked in, and then you just look through the data. You made a script that looks through the database and see who is a police officer on Facebook at the police department, and stuff like that. And they, they, it's just out, out there for free, and <laughs> giving it to us as per. I, I love it. Yeah, that, that, that sounds really awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and, oh. Some of these police officers just can't help themselves, right? When they have made an arrest and they have to tie themselves to the police station and then <laughs> make a humble brag on Facebook, Facebook status or something. Right, yeah, it's the uh, it's the cop yeah. standing proudly in front of like three three grams of weed or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> face. Yeah, that uh, I, I love it when I get on Facebook and uh, I, I don't, you know... Facebook is my favorite place to hang out, but if I ever find one of those, uh, the type of posts that we're talking about, where they, uh, they, they arrested or extorted some poor, some poor guy for, uh, some victimless crime, I, I always like to let them know exactly what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you, and you got to do it on your, uh, your main account, your real account. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and then I, I guess to uh, to kind of round out this discussion, um, you you uh, you're talking about how you're, you've been paying attention to uh, the 3D uh, printed gun community. Yeah. So uh, Ivan and Control Two uh, has done some really really great great work, and I want to do the same, but for drones uh 3d printed drones yeah of course you can't 3d print just like you can't 3d print a whole gun you can't 3d print a whole drone right because it, uh, some of the electric stuff is just you have to fix without the printer 
so in the next few days, today, 29th of August, I'm not sure when you're releasing this episode, but the 31st of August, we'll have a mission statement about a institute I'm going to start that is going to take care of a practical part about the collecting uh, uh, schematics, ideas, and all that, and the science and code for drones that you can print out on your 3D printer. Yeah. Uh, so you can do all the, you can, we have a security um, drone. <laughs> what I would like to fix is a delivery drone because life would be so much easier if I didn't have to go into town and drop off the liquor all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> It would be, be a little bit safer too, right? <laughs> if you could just use yeah, a drone. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you can tack on a fee to that as well. Yeah. Home delivery stuff for a fee. And uh, it's not only uh, great for me, it's great for everybody who's doing some off-the-books production and wants a discreet way to drop it off in some way. Um, so they, what, what the institute is going to do is going to do exactly like uh, Control Q is doing for 3D printed guns, and that is uh, posting project if you are the person finishing the project. Yeah, no, that that sounds really awesome. Uh, do you have a a website up for the institute? I'm 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 I think we're going to keep it without a home page. Okay. Not entirely sure how we're going to distribute the files yet. But it's uh, that's a practical issue that's very easy to solve. Right. Worst case, a worst case scenario, <laughs> I'm going to get a little web page anyway. Uh, yeah, if I find a way to do it, uh, more or less anonymously. All right. Yeah. 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 No, that that's really cool. Um, and uh, are you going to make uh, like an announcement on uh, Twitter or anything? Uh, yeah. All right. But this is the first podcast I'm telling this uh, stuff about. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm writing the mission statement as uh, I've been doing it for the last week or so, and it's going going to be interesting. I'm hoping people want to participate. It's more complex than the 3D printed guns because there's more this uh, different kinds of subjects involved. It's a uh, coding, right? Uh, law enforcement knowledge, because laws are very different in very different places. The drones. We are lucky here in Norway that the state hasn't really regulated drones that much yet. But in the United States, I think it's very draconian, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know a ton about it, but yeah, I do know that we have uh, a few regulations at, at the very least. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, Uber is going to make a delivery comp uh, part uh, with uh, drones, and they are working with it. Federal, uh, I don't remember what the federal enforcement office is with the flying objects are called. Oh, that would be, uh, well, I, I, yeah, I can't remember it off the top of my head, yeah. but I know which one you're talking about. Uber is working with those guys. So, and then I've heard Amazon as well. In fact, I think they already yeah. do it. Yep. And uh, it's so cool, interesting to see that these big guys uh, are so restricted by regulations. I don't think uh, pirate drones are going to be as affected by it. 
but, <laughs> but it, it's going to be a practical issue down the line sooner or later because police police are going to have to look up uh, at the sky sooner or later <laughs> right no yeah that, that makes sense but it, there, there's a lot of practical issues with with uh, drones that I, I can't solve on my own so that's why it's great to have a institute that can give uh, monetary bounties to people that want to solve problems yeah have, that, have you thought about uh starting a key base server yes yeah I've, that's one of those are coming up as well okay yeah yeah it's it that's very easy um and then uh, two two questions going back to the drones specifically uh basically are they like you are your drones like are they pretty loud or are they fairly quiet uh so that they, they don't are, they are not so strong <laughs> so they are they give up sound yes okay it's very hard to we, that's one of the things i want to figure out because that is so annoying because i want a sneaky <laughs> sneaky drone right <laughs> but the, yeah yeah if you are one a person that uh, you will hear it when it's close by <laughs> yeah there's if you have never heard a heard a drone before, you might it might stumble you for a bit, but then you then you see. It, right? And uh, and then like how like about roughly how high do uh, you keep them flying when they're when they're patrolling around? Uh, six six meters up. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's that's. Uh... It's it's the highest point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So these are these are uh, like smaller drones that. Uh... Yeah. 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 They, it's... It's a quadcopter equipped with two cameras. Okay. And yeah, yeah. We, you can space out with more cameras if you want, and if you want to make delivery drones, you have to definitely have more cameras because there's more stuff to bump into. But our environment <laughs> is is controlled, and we have we have mapped it out for the drones. Okay. Yeah. So no, that makes no sense. surprises for them. They can just bump into something that's not supposed to be there. Right. Well, well, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh to learning more about this, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll be watching your Twitter, and um, and then you know, if you, you like if, like you talked about, if we start that, if you start that key base, that's definitely something I'll be joining. And uh, yeah, I'm that's it's really cool that uh, dissecting liberty got to be the first uh, <laughs> the first podcast to talk to you about this. I, I had yeah. I had no idea. Uh, Surprise. But, yeah, <laughs> this wasn't even planned on my part. So, <laughs> uh, not me, me neither. But it was. It was. Um, I. I. I have, I've been working on it for so long in the back burner, and it's so close to being done. I'm expecting to be finished with a with a mission statement on in two days. I. Uh, I hope. And then uh, the first uh, projects are going to be launched the same day. I think. So, uh, if you're a coder or a 3D print designer, you can get yourself some Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Hit up, hit up Alex. He'll hook you up and get you connected. This is yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I I like I like playing around with my 3D printer. So it's uh, it's going to be fun to see what people make. Yeah, for sure. Uh. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. We're getting close to the uh, hour mark. Um, yeah. Is there anything 
that uh, we didn't go over that you wanted to mention here at the end? I think we did all the stuff I dropped into DM go. Yeah, I think. Yep. All right. Well, uh, it's been a great conversation. Um, you know, we, we've, I'm over here with my dog and cat and they're messing with each other. I hope that the mic isn't picking that up too much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's been a great conversation. We've gone over uh, quite a few different um, different options for people to, to look into in terms of uh, practicing agorism and, and just uh, maximizing personal freedom. So it's been great having you on and for anyone who wants to uh, get a hold of Alex or, or follow him on social media, et cetera, we're going to have that in the description and uh, appreciate having you on, buddy. Oh, it was my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. Well, this is Liberty Zero reminding you to zero your rifle. And Cotton's not here. Sorry. You, yeah, I'm not going to. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>